Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. This is Season 5, Episode 63, Human Design, the Solar Plexus Center, and its vulnerabilities to the narcissist. Have you ever experienced an overwhelming sense of emotion? Maybe sadness or anger. And of course, there's elation. But it seems like the negative energies are really what wake us up. If so, you may have an open solar plexus. Don't forget to sign up to our community to receive your free human design chart to know if your solar plexus is open or defined. Today, we'll be diving into the solar plexus, getting connected to understanding what type you are. We call them either emotional bodies or non-emotional bodies, which really doesn't mean that you don't have any emotions. It's just the motor or the cycle of emotions. So we're going to dive into knowing what all this means, how the narcissist can manipulate us using our emotions and using their emotions. And of course, they don't know any of this. It's just all happening energetically. They just know, ooh, that was really easy to manipulate her. Like if I cry, then she's going to jump on enabling me or she's going to jump on taking care of me or I get a lot of attention. So this will be a very, very interesting topic because I feel like this is one of the biggest areas that the narcissist, if we're unaware, we can just automatically be sucked into the narcissist vortex without even knowing it. The will center, if it's open, the solar plexus, if it's open, I think also the head and the root are big ones too. So let's get into this today. Just a brief overview again. We are on week seven, I believe, and we are almost done. There are nine centers. So if you haven't listened to all the centers, head back and listen through all of Tuesday's episodes about the human design centers. I started with the head at the top. Now, this is a really important concept to understand these centers are like little energy chakras, right? They are based on the chakra system with two extras, tertiary chakras that they're using in the human design chart. And so they're like little energy centers and they represent different parts of our human experience. So today we're talking about the solar plexus. And so in my book, I will read real quickly about the solar plexus system. So on page 206 in Empath and the Narcissist, How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse, Recover from PTSD, and in the last chapter about human design, the solar plexus center is emotion. This center governs our emotions. It is a motor center, and this emotional energy fluctuates in a cyclical waves. So if it's open or white, uncolored, The open solar plexus provides a person with great empathy for how others feel. However, they also can be people pleasers due to the pressure and not wanting to amplify 
the other person's negative emotions. Defined. It's colored in brown, and the defined solar plexus has a consistent wave of emotions. High, mid, low, and back to mid, and then high, and so on and so forth. It's kind of like the waves of the tides. Because you experience emotions in a wave, it would be clever to keep a diary of your emotions and see the cycle. It will become like a pattern to you and be very apparent. So as you become more aware of your cycle, it is important to honor yourself and understand that this is a process and if it's defined, it is also your authority. Your authority is, and we'll get into it more deeply in another episode in the future, near future, the authority is your way of knowing energetically what the right aligned decision is for your soul. I guess you could also call it your intuition. We all have intuition. It's just a matter of what is the most aligned and clear way that our intuition operates. And for you, if you have this defined, it is through your emotions. It is through taking the time to feel through the cycle and do not say yes right away. Do not commit to anything right away. Feel through the cycle before you commit. When you do this, it will serve you to make decisions at the right time. So let's dive in more specifically into the open solar plexus. What does this mean? What does this look like in somebody? I can tell you firsthand what it feels like because I have an open solar plexus. It feels like this unnecessary, intense pressure to, it's almost like a crawling of your skin. When you're amplifying someone else's negative emotion, you feel like you want to crawl out of your body and run away. Like I've always dreamt as a kid, like I just wanted to fly like a bird, like fly away. I think I should look back at her chart, but I do believe that my mother and my sister both have a defined solar plexus. And when you feel that intense negative emotion, whether it be like they don't feel good about themselves, they have bad self-esteem, they hate themselves, they're, they're mad, they're frustrated, they're sad. All of those things are beautiful signs to say, hey, I need to work on this area in my life. And we all know we all have negative thoughts that spiral through our heads. About 80% of our thoughts are negative. So now what do you do with it? Now, if you have a defined solar plexus, We'll get into this in your section, but you are emitting this intense energy. And as the open, you are feeling the energy amplified because remember that the defined center is like a radio station sending out waves and the undefined center is the radio receiving the waves. And with these emotions, you can feel the volume turned up really loud. And so you will do anything in your little power, either as a child, as a partner, to get that person to be happy again. And it kind of is a mood point, to be honest, when you're, but when you're not aware, you have no idea. You can't just flip a switch and make them happy because they're on a cycle and it takes a little bit for them to rise up from their low point. However, 
it's really important to guard yourself. I remember listening to Eckhart Tolle one time talk about how the empath is like a sponge. I think empaths also can have defined solar plexuses, but I think what he was really describing, and I should look up and see if I can find his chart, is the feeling you have as an open solar plexus. You absorb like a sponge when you're unaware all of these things. You're like a magnet, just like pulling like all this negativity from outside as you walk along and it just like like magnetizes and sucks into like a sponge. You're unaware, unshielded, open solar plexus. And this can be really heavy. This can be really hard. And maybe you find yourself in a really deep depressive state, but you're not sure why. Everything in your life is beautiful, let's say. You're out from the narcissist, you have a job, you live in a comfortable home, you're under a roof, you live with you have blankets, you have heating, you have electricity. I'm just thinking of all the basics of luxuries for humans that we have nowadays that still not everyone has on this planet. But you find yourself going, ah, oh, I just wish I had more or I'm just unhappy. That can happen also with a defined solar plexus. I feel like that's a human condition. However, you may, this is what I'm just trying to describe, like you may be feeling these feelings that aren't really yours is what I'm trying to say. Like your life is beautiful. You are healing. You're doing a great job, but you just have these weird, random, like sad feelings. And that may be from somebody else. That may not be your actual emotions. And so here's what I want you to do as an open solar plexus. I want you to start clearing out your chakra, the solar plexus chakra, realigning it by just taking a few moments, closing your eyes, breathing out and imagining all this kind of gray and black smoke releasing from your body. Um, don't do it right now if you're driving, but if you are sitting still, if you're in a safe space to close your eyes, just take a few deep breaths right now and just feel into your emotions. And you're going to breathe in beautiful love and light, gratitude, and you're going to breathe out through your mouth all of that black negativity that you've soaked up and absorbed as a magnet, and you're going to blow it out with your mouth, <sighs> like blowing a bubble or a candle out. Do it again, breathing in. This is great for all of you other defined Everyone can do this and blow out the negativity. <sighs> Breathe one more time in and out. <sighs> now, then the second part is to shield up all of you open centers, solar plexus centers. This works for all your other open centers as well. So all of you listening, you can shield your energy and your aura up by just imagining you have like a clear shield, like those Wakanda type shields from Black Panther. So the Wakandas had these really beautiful shields that they would like just hold their arm out and then this like translucent shield would come up. Imagine yourself with that translucent shield coming up, but also it being like a bubble all the way around your whole body. 
there's another thing in Star Wars that had that. I forget. It was like some type of drone, and they had this like force field shield. Same thing. You want to force field shield up, and all you need to do is just set the intention to rise your shield up, and you could even say, "Shield up, my shield is up." So that way, when you come into contact with an emotional being, because they set the stage, I'll get into that in a little bit, you will be able to still love and hold compassion for them if they are not being extra. Well, you, of course, you still hold love and compassion for them as a human being, but you're not absorbing and taking on their problems and their negativity. You now have your shield up so you can say, oh, that I'm so sorry. And you can allow that energy to bounce off your shield. And sometimes it may seep in just through empathy because we are empaths. But still, if it seeps in, it'll dissipate right away because you know that it's not yours to carry. And so this is a really beautiful practice for all of us open solar plexuses. If you have an open will center, any open center, open spleen, and we'll get into that too, is just a shield up. Now diving into the defined solar plexus. You lovely beings are our cycle. You are the energy. You carry this cycle of emotions. And emotions are what make us human, right? If we didn't have emotions, we would be robots. So the important part to do is to bring awareness that you do have a cycle. So if you are feeling down and you're in your low point, you're catastrophizing, you're panicking, you're worrying, you're concerned. Those are all very valid reasons, but it's almost like you have to speak to your emotions as a child, like your inner child, and say, right now, I am feeling worried. And just call it out. And then you'll be able to have a bit more of control over holding space for that and knowing that it's just a wave. And that wave is going to crash on the shore and then it's going to go back and then we'll be in the middle of that low point of the tide. And this is how you go through life. You enter a room and you set the stage. You set the emotional tone in the room. And if you have multiple, I'll get into these toxic interactions, multiple defined solar plexuses in the room. It will depend now on if the person has a defined solar plexus and will, they're going to be the alpha in the room as far as setting the energy tone. And so it's important to be aware of this, right? Because if you're unaware as a defined solar plexus, you will just spread negativity all around. And this is what we'll get into the toxic interaction section. So let's dive back into your cycle. I think it's a beautiful thing. Like I think it's really like you are a person who's connected to the moon and to nature and to divine feminine when you're in your authentic conscious power as a defined solar plexus. You have this vast wisdom and just surety in yourself that the emotions are like the waves. It's just the best way to describe it. It's like Every time, because I'm surrounded by defined solar plexuses, every time there is this catastrophizing, I always point out that it's okay. You're just in your low point in your emotional cycle. And 
you will feel better. You know, just let's just ride the wave together. I say, I know a lot, right? Trying to reaffirm them, not taking on their emotions to fix at all, just allowing the wave to crash on the shore. Yeah, that wave might crash down your sandcastle and that will happen and it will flow back out into the ocean. And if you noticed, I grew up going to the beach, so maybe you're not a beach person, but let me just share with you how the waves work. So there's the thing called a set and there's a set of waves that come in crashing on the shore. They typically do like rush up really high as the tide moves up. And if you put your blanket too close to the shore, it's gonna get wet if you're not sitting there and watching the waves. And so as you get about four or five waves. So that's that emotional intensity of the wave setting for the defined solar plexus. And then the ocean kind of takes a break and the waves just gently wash on the shore and they don't crash and they're not really big. That's that neutral time in between for the emotional solar plexus. And then Again, it's the low part. If we're talking about your emotional cycle, you've got the high, the middle, and then low. So the high and the low is the sets of waves crashing on the shore. And when the waves aren't crashing intensely, that's your middle neutral cycle set. And this as your authority is when you choose when to make the right next decision on your second neutral. So let two sets wave through And then that last neutral set is where you're going to make that feeling of a decision. And it's based on feeling. So yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing to observe nature with a defined solar plexus. Observe that you set the tone in the room. Be mindful and be understanding. And really that journal that I wrote in my book is incredibly powerful because you'll be able to know, oh, four o'clock is rolling around. Let's say it's for you everyone's different in their cycle four o'clock the the waves are going to come crashing in I'm just going to be mindful and maybe you put on some relaxing meditative music during that hour of the day or you there's this beautiful voice thing I'm doing through Madhvi the emotion code practitioner where you submit a voice sample and then she sends back a like a music that you play specifically according to your tone of voice that you're speaking that day. So our emotions also are subconsciously being spoken out through our voice and it helps balance all those kind of emotions that we're either suppressing or overcompensating for through our voice. So that's another really beautiful practice you can do while you're in the low cycles. Or maybe you meditate, maybe you go outside, you take a walk, right? Walking really relieves all of the negative emotions. And so it's a really powerful thing to be mindful because when you're mindful, you can use the correct emotional tools and support to help you not be a wrecking ball throughout your your home and your relationships. And for you to feel like the sky is falling, like that's not fun. So understanding that the sky is not falling and that you just need a bit of time to do some self-care and some mindfulness practices. Now we get into this toxic interaction. (sighs) Yeah, there's so much that can happen. Let's first talk about the open solar plexus interacting with the defined solar plexus. 
because if both parties are unaware, they're both in their ego, they're both super unconscious, <laughs> then bad stuff happens. Okay, so of course what happens is, let's say in the down cycle, the defined solar plexus is catastrophizing, let's even call them the narcissist in this scenario, and they're just like so upset. And so of course, what does the narcissist do when they're insecure, catastrophizing, upset? They project everything onto you. So they're going to criticize you, they're going to nitpick you, they're going to insult you. They're going to make an argument out of something that you couldn't even imagine could have been an argument. And you, as the open solar plexus, is like, what the heck is happening? But you also feel it, right? So you're starting to feel angry. You're starting to feel frustrated. If you've been holding it in for a while, this is a point where actually the undefined solar plexus is the louder one in the argument. So you may start yelling, throwing becoming the volatile one that looks like you're being abusive, but you're actually being abused and you're reacting towards the abuse. This is a big thing that then the narcissist will spin against you and say, see, you are unhinged. You need to go to therapy. You are throwing stuff. You are out of control. And it's just because you yourself are fed up by being abused and you are amplifying <laughs> their emotions as well as you're feeling really frustrated so you are the volcano now and as an open solar plexus as a child i was called uh, what is it a raving raven like they would just they actually labeled me a horrible negative name because i had a reputation throughout our neighborhood for being very volatile i had a huge temper and I believe it was because I didn't know what to do with all of these emotions. So then I would explode. And, you know, as a child, you don't know what that is or how to do with that. But we, as I always say, the narcissist and us, like we are children in adult bodies sometimes. If we haven't been given the proper emotional tools to handle these things, we just are. We act like the children that we were as adults. And it's just, it's normal. So it's not normal to be abused and to blow up, but it is normal for us if we're unaware and we don't have the tools. So that's one interaction I see that I myself experienced. And if a, if there are, if there's, Let's say there are two defined solar plexuses in the room, as what I was referring to earlier. One can be really down and one cannot, right? Because you each have your own unique cycles. It's just a matter of who has the stronger, how many more gates do they have defined in their solar plexus? Or how are they just feeling in the moment? Like maybe that particular emotion overrides all emotions, which... It seems like negative ones do. <laughs> they just scream for more attention. So it depends on where the cycles are. So that particular solar plexus will kind of set the tone and override the others. And sometimes it will influence another defined solar plexus. There is conditioning and cross-affecting, even if there is definition in both. It's not like they're both solid rocks. Now, there's energy and it ebbs and flows. That's what I've seen in witnessing two defined solar plexus uh, sisters. 
So what happens when you get two open solar plexuses together? You may think, oh, well, nothing because there's no motor there. However, since they are more like a charged amplifying center, they actually can be very, um, there can be a lot of friction, a lot of volatility there because it's almost like leveling up, like up, up, amping, amping, expanding, expanding. And it's important to be mindful because if you're not mindful, then yeah, it just literally explodes into a horrible, big, volatile argument that maybe the whole neighborhood can hear. And both, both you can hear both, right? You can, it's like, what heck, have you ever had a neighbor where you're like, oh my gosh, like I can hear them arguing a lot, right? It's this kind of this constant amplifying dynamic. <sighs> and it can be very unsettling. So for all of these scenarios and for every type, the solution to not getting carried away in our emotions, in our arguments, is to be mindful. To have these calming mindfulness practices. Because even if you are dealing with a narcissist right now, what do we always say is the best case scenario of how you can deal with them? It's emotionally neutral. Gray rock. So in any type of situation where there's unconscious, like the ego is kicking in and the, the amplifying of all of this happens. I don't know if any of that made sense because I'm just going to share with you a super real in lifetime. My defined solar plexus husband is upstairs and he's he's having a difficult time with a client on the phone and I'm feeling as my open like this this anxiety and like overwhelm <laughs> it's so funny and I lost my train of thought like I could not keep my train of thought of what I just said even though I've been talking about shield up and I've been shielding up it's it's still right you still feel it hitting your shield and you're like ah so I'm trying to close my ears and streamline my thought process here for for all of us it's the mindfulness aspect. If we are aware and we are conscious about energies, how they interact with us, how they interact with each other, when we are the one aware person, that's all it takes, right? One aware person in a scenario to be able to remove yourself from the ego and from the argument and from the conflict. And removing yourself sometimes is physically, sometimes it's energetically, and sometimes it is just emotionally. And of course, the narcissist is going to poke and prod, push the buttons because they want attention. My mom was a preschool teacher and she said, kids who are, are badly behaved, all they want is attention, right? Good attention, bad attention, they want attention. So when it's bad attention, you're not supposed to give it any energy. You're supposed to just ignore it and that bad behavior will dissipate and calm down because it doesn't work right with the parents and this is a great analogy because narcissists are giant toddlers with the parent at home that misbehaved child gets whatever they want because the parent is appeasing them and giving them like oh oh honey oh stop oh here's a candy oh here's a this or oh what do you need oh it's like oh i i'm so sorry or they just give in because they just can't take the noise and they, they maybe they have an open solar plexus 
and they want and they you have this deep connection as a parent to always make sure your child is happy and i feel like as an empath with narcissists we do the same we have this especially with an open solar plexus you have this deep need to make sure that your partner is happy and if your partner is unhappy somehow that reflects poorly onto you which of course the narcissist conditions you to believe so that's a lie if they're unhappy that's a their problem and this is the biggest revelation that I had with my open solar plexus and shielding it up is that you don't take it on as your problem so they don't like how I reacted to this they don't like what I said they don't like the boundary I just drew it's kind of like screw them like that's their problem this is my right to draw this boundary this is my right to protect my energy it's my right to to request to be loved a certain way and honestly you shouldn't have to super request you should maybe just communicate but if you're requesting all the time it's it's not it's not healthy and of course if they're not giving you that in their actions they are toxic and they're only self-centered focusing on them so it is imperative that you do not take on those emotions as something that you need to fix or it's your problem it's not your problem So with that, I will leave, let's read into our affirmations of our solar plexus. Affirmations for the open solar plexus. The question would be first is, are you avoiding the truth or conflict? This is another thing we do as open solar plexus. We avoid conflict, right? So we just pacify. We people please. We don't stand up for our truth. Are you avoiding truth, your truth, or and or conflict? Conflict sometimes is a good thing because it is a test as to if the person really truly cares for you at the root or if they just care about themselves. So I had to learn to embrace conflict as well and be curious about conflict. And conflict does not mean there's something wrong with me, something bad with me, and that I'm like a bad person. Like life is full of conflict. That's just how it is. So don't avoid it and think that if there's conflict that you're not perfect and you're a bad person. Conflict is like a curious experiment. Think of it that way. I can make decisions in the moment. I pay attention to the source of my emotions and allow others to experience their experiences without making it my own. It's okay. The affirmation for you, Open Solar Plexus, is that I am very sensitive and I trust my insights about other people's feelings. That's the superpower is that you can feel how others feel and if you're always feeling like negative or bad around them, that's a great superpower to say, I'm not going to choose to be around that person. The affirmations for the defined emotional solar plexus is I take my time making decisions and know that I reach clarity over time. I am here to be deliberate, not spontaneous. Those affirmations are from Understanding Human Design by Karen Curry, one of my favorite books that I always use. And 
that is the conclusion of our solar plexus center today okay so take care out there shield up and i'll see you this thursday with another narc awareness education talking about the six phrases that they use or six phrases that narcissistic people use again to safeguard yourself and can i develop some red flags this person that I'm interacting with right now, are they narcissistic or are they not? So tune in, can we? Starting May 6th, I am ramping up and starting the how to detox yourself from the narcissist because we get so addicted to that toxic love cycle. So May 6th, I'm starting a new tier on Patreon. It's a series that we're going to talk about once a week video coaching and then once a week live that you can join in and ask your questions and we can have some interactions about the toxic love detox. And then June 15th, I'm going to start another new tier specifically for human design and where I'll be sharing deeper dives on all of these, this material so I'm going to go into the gates of each center. I'm going to start talking about the channels, even possibly the gates transiting, but just a deeper dive. So that starts June 15th. So set reminders in your calendars. I'll keep reminding you. You can head on over to the Patreon and you can follow the Patreon for free, by the way. You can just hit follow because I'm a creator there. And then I'll announce it on the Patreon as well as through email that it's coming up. So make sure you're signed up to our community via email list. And I'll be keeping you up to date on all this information. The tiers will be affordable. They will not be exponential. And it's just another really great way to continue to work with me. I'm so grateful for you listening, finding the show and sharing it with your friends. It would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast if you are enjoying it. Take a screenshot, share it on your socials, share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. Time I'm fading fast, I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past, I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack, restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need what you need we're broken it's tragic we're not all elastic but maybe 